Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. It's the Planet Mikey Show. Episode 83, the saga continues. After a week off due to personal reasons... The podcast is back, and I'm Steve Pasaconis, the new staff announcer, replacing that overpaid asswipe, Peter Puller. He sucked. I'm recording this intro remotely due to my tendency to spit when I speak, and I'm wearing a special mask given to me by Lou Holtz, who also spits when he speaks. Tonight, we will discuss various topics with Ben Kitchen, who leans slightly to the left, like Chuck Schumer's implants. And the Yoda of our podcast team, Bill Smith, who leans slightly to the right, like Pesky's pole. Now here's the host of the podcast who leans on anything within three feet of his centrist libertarian views, the veteran of 18 broadcasting jobs, two marriages, four children, and dozens of bar fights, Mikey Adams. Mike? Wow, Steve, you did a great job. This is your debut um, on uh, on the podcast here. You want to know how cheap he is? Really? Well, first of all, the only thing he ever did in broadcasting was the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Steve Pasicone. He didn't even get an A. Oh, man. It sounded like Mort Goldman before his balls dropped. His balls dropped? I just assumed. That's oh. news. So he's going to stop doing hand- that handyman work around my house then, I guess, huh? Hey, uh, a lot of things on the plate here, so let me just get right to it. I'm moving to Montana. Oh, really? Yeah, first things first. I go to McDonald's down here, you know, uh, Route, uh, what is it, near the Mass Pike entrance? Oh, yeah. 35. We're, we're in Sudbury. Route 30. Yeah. Route 30. And I drive through the drive-thru, because that's what you do, you do now, McDonald's, yeah. and I say, okay, I get the number two meal. It's the quarter pounder with cheese and fries, and, you know, I pull up. I pay for it. I pull up to the next thing. They give me the thing. I say, can I get some extra ketchup? Yeah, they drop it in a bag. I drive away. I get about, after eating the fries while I'm driving over here to, to our palatial studio. Something we all do. Yeah. I reach in and I pull out what I thought was the, the quarter pounder with cheese, and it wasn't. It was 10 chicken McNuggets. And you'd already driven away. Way far away. I'd eaten a whole large order of fries between where I had picked them up and where I realized the snafu on their part. Oh, man. And I thought to myself, you know, because I, I try to be easy on people. People make mistakes. I thought to myself. God damn those fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a little harsh. Mm. You know, they're McDonald's employees. Now, hold on. I have the ending to the story. Mikey arrives. Well, wait. I turn around. Oh. I go back. I got to go inside the restaurant you now. You went get... back. I went back. Oh, how far because away Because I'm were not going to let some, you know, $9 an hour asswipe oh, ruin oh, my oh, night. Hold on. They make twelve fifty. All right. That's okay. Fine. Were you a mile away, two miles say. away, five yeah, miles? Yeah, it's probably two miles away. Oh, man. Three, two, three, two. Did you go in with your McDonald's-approved mask? I went in. How many lights did you have to sit through? Because they don't know when you have your mask on. Yeah. And I said in my kindest, most reasonable patient voice. In the Mikey voice. Who the fuck <laughs> did that? <laughs> I was pissed a little bit because, you know, I was, uh, I was trying to get here. I like to be on time. Yeah. I'm a very punctual guy. Yeah. yeah. So I get the burger. He doesn't even say sorry. He just gives me the burger. And I drive away, and I'm thinking, if I spoke Spanish, I would have, I would have said a few things to this manager. <laughs> but he didn't. I'm not sure he spoke any English either, so it wouldn't have gotten us anywhere. Any, in any event, 
to me, because I used to own a fast food restaurant. Yes. Yeah, you know, a Dairy Queen <laughs> in Vernon, Connecticut. You, what the hell so has that's, that's this a guy true not story? Done. That's a very true story. 1983, I bought a Dairy Queen. 1984. It was actually early 84. Yeah. Yeah, in Vernon, Connecticut. Was it successful? And I ran the place. I went to Minneapolis. I went to DQU, which is where they teach you how to run Dairy Queens. Wow. I went through the whole thing. Yeah. I, I, I went to the Brazier College Division, you know, because I, I was doing burgers and, and fries and hot dogs and chicken and, you know, curly-topped cones. What? I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, I could do it right now. I could go right now go into a Dairy Queen and work there, and I, the products would be the exact right weight. Oh, boy. You know, anyway. How long do you have this Dairy Queen? About a year and a half, maybe even about a year. <laughs> what ha- so what happened to this Dairy Queen? Well, here's the thing. Was it a year and a half before it got busted or what? The DQ business. Clearly, it's, this is what it is. It's a summer business. Sure. Now, if you have a Dairy Queen, and especially back then, this was in the 80s, people were, Dairy Queen was known for, you know, the frozens, the cold, the cold stuff, the soft serve ice cream. Yeah. Ice milk, actually, yeah. technically. Uh, not they weren't known for the f- the food part of it. So, so you'd had a lot of business once the weather got warm, end of April, May, right through September, even into October. It was beautiful. Things were hopping. You know, people coming in for you know blizzards and shakes and peanut buster parfaits and all that. Once the uh, cold weather came, you got nothing. You got nobody came in for any reason whatsoever. Not even to use the bathroom. And what do you do during the winter months? You sit there going, God, this business sucks. <laughs> Why did I do this? <laughs> anyway, so I only had it for like a Hey, I have the ending to the McDonald's story, though, the, Mc- the McDonald's saga. Mikey pulls in just before 7 o'clock. He says, ah, oh, man, he tells me the story that he just told you. Reaches in all, all the bag. true. Yeah, he reaches in the bag, and he pulls out the chicken McNuggets. He's still got them. Ooh. And what does he do? Yeah, they don't want them back. Once you, once you get the wrong order, they're not going to take them back. Give them to the next guy. But you didn't eat them. You gave them to Buddy the Dog. I gave dog. him to Buddy the Dog. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you poisoned the dog? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I licked him first. He's though. up there farting right oh, now. Oh, that's okay then. <laughs> All right, so I'm moving to Montana. Why? Dental floss. I try, no, I'm not going to do <laughs> copy. I'm no copycat. That's cap. where they grow dental floss. Copy, copycat oh. Frank Zappa. Oh, yeah. I'm going there because I think if I go there, I'll be less angry about a lot of stuff that's making me really angry lately. Montana, you think Montana will rinse it out of you? Well, first of all, you, you can't get angry in Montana if you don't see anybody for 10 days. And if you do, it's like, yeah, I can drive 15 miles to see them. You're going to be glad to see somebody. Are the Grand Tetons in right. Montana? <laughs> oh, I had a girlfriend who had Grand Tetons. <laughs> they were gray, really grand. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so... It's uh, it, Wyoming. I could do... What, Wyoming. The Grand Tetons? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying you need to get away to decompress. I got, well, I mean, I'm just thinking of moving there because you can do stuff from there. I could do the podcast from there. I could do my radio show from there on 100.1 FM, The Pike. Jesus, if what you would think it I'm be late like getting to Sudbury, how late do you think I'm going to be getting to Montana? Yeah, you're Tuesday? not going. You're going you're gonna to be virtually somewhere. So if we <laughs> dialed you up and you were in Montana right yeah. now, we'd say, hey, Mikey, how's it out? What's going on in Montana? You'd say, <laughs> I'd say, have you seen my new yak? <laughs> His name's Ed. And he lives with me. Uh, no, but I'm, I'm serious about it. Because you know what kind of land you can get out there? You know, in Boston, you can't get shit for the money. Yeah. Out in Montana, you get the, all this, you know, put your hands up in the air and go, as far as you can see, <laughs> this is all mine. What would you do in Montana there while you were decompressing? I, you know what I would do? I would raise bison for Ted Turner. Is he still alive? I don't know. I believe so. Yeah, probably. Uh <laughs> so let's talk with topics here, okay? Because I know you all got thoughts on Cam Newton. Let's go. Cam Newton. What do you think? Cam Newton, Ben. Ted Turner's 81. 
Okay, no, he's older than that. Says he's 81, born November 19th, 1938. How about that? He's got to be older than that. $2.1 billion. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go work for him. Uh, Cam Newton, he's not going to make it on the Patriots roster come week one. Why? I think there's going to be an injury issue, and I think uh, his foot's not going to be worth it. Is it his left foot or his right shoulder? I'm thinking shoulder. I don't think he's going to make it out of camp with the Patriots. Really? I, I, I think it's a good. Right I st- the, even though I said that, I still think it was a good signing. It's a good gamble because it's pretty cheap. One point eight million, and the the Vegas money is on him being the starter. And I know it's only for a year, right? Yes, it's yeah. a one year deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, unless they sign him, you know, if he starts to do well, they can extend him. Yeah, I'm just worried about him injury wise. So I. Like I said, I don't think he's no. going to make it out of camp because of it. No, I never liked him as a Panther quarterback because I thought he was kind of a showboat, you know, walking around the field. Oh, when something good happens, look at me, look at me. Yeah. Everybody look at me. It's me, Cam Newton. You know, where's the number one? I mean, I know he has obvious, obvious skills, but is he a loser or is he an asshole? Is How, he a hey-look-at-me type of guy that was not the Patriot way? What kind of an effect will Bill Belichick have on him? I, good question. Yeah. Good question. Will he be a, a better Cam Newton for having played for Bill Belichick, or will he be just this short-timer guy who knows he's just looking for a contract all out for himself? Yeah. What's that buzzing? I don't know. I hear it, too. Um, there. There you go. <laughs> I fixed something in my life. <laughs> you know, I, I think he's still going to – you're worried about him doing, like, the Superman pose and stuff on the field. Bill's oh, still that show-off shit. That stuff on the field, Bill's still going to let him do. Bill encourages that stuff. Hey, he said, if you do something good, celebrate it. Fans like it. You know, it's, it's, but it's not Brady-esque. It's, it, it's the press conference stuff he wouldn't get away well, with what well, he used well, to get well, away wearing with. Wearing a women's term. bandana with, uh, you know, <laughs> I, he's a, he'll the guy. Wear is, what he'll wear, but he won't say the can same I just stuff. Say he'll this? be very guarded. His press conference attire is for the birds. He looks like an asshole. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, he's a trendsetter. You can do whatever you want in life, but, you know, I, come on. You look like an idiot. I don't think you're going to have to worry about him for very long. <laughs> you know, if there is even an NFL season. Stidham. I would, tell me about Stidham. I don't know anything about this guy. Stidham. Well, yeah. he's a, another handsome quarterback in the long line of Patriots handsome quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, listen to Stidham. I did him over there here. Hey. I did. Um, <laughs> I did him. No, we don't know anything. Like That's the thing. is you know People projecting. We don't know what Cam's going to be. We don't know what he's going to be like returning from this type of injury, and he's 31 years old, but we also have no idea what Stidham's going to be in a game. We can hear about all you guys want to talk about. Oh, he looked great in practice. They really talked about how great he looked in practice. Well, a practice isn't a game. Yeah. There's a different pressure. There's a different mindset practice. that you go practice. through. So we have no fucking clue practice. what he's going to be in the game. But I would go with him because, for me, take this year, find out what he is. Yeah. Take the year, find out. What, if, if you see a lot of promise and you think he's pretty good, Go with him. If you think he blows after that year, all right, start from now, scratch meanwhile, again. You're downplaying the whole thing, but the whole world is talking like Cam Newton's going to be, you know, this is going to make him make everybody forget Tom Brady. No. Yeah, he's a 31-year-old quarterback who okay. missed 14 games last year. Hey, meanwhile, right. how is Tom Brady going to do down there? Uh, yeah, we'll all be watching that. That'll be out of one our side. We'll be giving the side eye to that, exactly. that TV monitor, you know, because it's Tom Brady, and that's why. We're, what, and what if, are you going to root for him to do poorly? Well, no. I think what's going to happen is he's going to be uh, revitalized. He's got something to prove now, and I think he's going to be outstanding. You do? Yeah, I do. Well, they are a, tip, a team that's equipped with uh, you know some quality personnel, and uh, so it'll be interesting to watch. And I got it. It's just to be able to talk about sports at all without having to listen to Mutt. That's just great, isn't it? It's just great. Um, 
Now, the Patriots got a $1.1 million <laughs> fine for what they did taping the Bengals, whatever bullshit they tried to put on. Was that like 10 years ago? It was, yeah, it was like last <laughs> year. Like it was last December. <laughs> no kidding. But let me ask you a question. Yeah. What good does it do any team at any time ever to videotape the Bengals because they're going <laughs> to they're going to win the game even if they don't I mean, if they give them every piece of tape in the world or they give them nothing they're still going to win the game. I thought you were going to stop at you know what good does it do to videotape, but then you added the Bengals. The Bengals, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's absolutely no. Po- That's why the fine was so low. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's yeah, but they also got whacked with a third round draft pick. I know they got screwed because that, that was a pretty big wallet. Oh, that's because Roger Goodell hates the Patriots, but because oh, they, they keep cheating, they didn't know when they gave them that small fine that they were going to get Cam Newton. They might have made it double the fine because they you know, they hate the Patriots in the NFL. They do. They're sick of them, and so are the rest of the fans of other teams. So what? I was say, so is everyone but us. But yeah. they're just uh, they're jealous. They're jealous. I've seen it a million times. You know, when I was like when I was over at uh, Fabio's house. Yeah. He was looking at me. He's so jealous. He's so jealous. He's looking at me going, this guy's more handsome than me. And I'm thinking, yeah. I wish I had that hair. I thought he was looking at you go, man, I wish I looked average like this guy. <laughs> uh, I have some, uh, some ideas that are going to revolutionize the world. By the way, t- because... <laughs> and they- you're saving them for now? Yeah. Well, I didn't have one last week. You know, we got uh, something happened last week. We, you know, we got messed up. The last episode happened. The lost episode. Who lost it? I made some unbelievably bold predictions. I predicted Cam Newton would be on the Patriots by the end of the week, and where's the where's the proof? I know now. There's no proof. Who lost it? Jesus. It's a good the thing. Internet. You, it's a good thing you put money on it, though. Even though the episode didn't happen, you won some I money. Did. I won a fortune bet on BetOnline.ag. Yeah, you even predicted Carl Reiner would die. I remember you saying that. There's no shortage of action going on at the <laughs> BetOnline.ag website. I'll tell you right now, and I got the clicked fingers to show you. Oh. Yeah, sports are making their way back into the uh, w- uh, world of our consciousness. You like the UFC? Who doesn't? What's that stand for? Ultimate Fighting Championship. Thank you. NASCAR. What does that stand for? National Association of Sport uh, Supercar sport Racing. Car racing. <laughs> Soccer. What? Okay, so all those are bettable. And by the way, sports coming back starting this month. So get ready. Get yourself together and get the bonus that we're going to offer you here in a second for joining BetOnline.ag. You need more? Yeah. NFL, simulated NFL, NBA. When's that coming? End of July, right? Yeah. Uh, it's all happening all the time. It's all live. You can check it out. You can win money and stuff. It's really great. If you're looking for something other than sports, you can bet on almost anything. You know, you can bet on how many seconds before I fall down. You can bet. Um, I think there's one of those props up there. You can bet on poker tournaments, live casino games, everything. All the best props in the NFL business as well. BetOnline.ag. Use your mobile device. Join and, and receive your new welcome bonus, or as they call it in Germany, your Willkommen bonus, and start playing Today, Bet Online, your online sports book experts. And here's Ben to tell you what the bonus is of cash when you join. Go ahead, Ben. CLNS 50. They match you 50%. What does that stand for? CLNS. Ah, see, gotcha. CLNS 50. There's your bonus. You get, they'll match your thing. <laughs> so. All right, I'm t- why am I tired already? Am I out of shape? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> is, it, is it cool enough in here for you? The, uh, yeah, it feels pretty good. Yeah, I think heat. it's that McDonald's catching up with you. I I'm think ne- so, yeah. I know I'm not schwitzing like a chaser over here. No, but here. you've been farting, though. That's pretty bad. No, no, I haven't. Oh, that's yeah. not, that's a, that was the dog. Those were explosive. 
Uh, the Patriots, uh, we talked about that. So we, do we have to talk about them? Not till it gets closer to the actual season. You know, 100.1 FM, the Pike carries the Patriot is games. That, is that the oh, station fantastic. you're on? You want yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Three to seven. Every day. Every single day. Yeah. Monday, I, Monday through Friday. I got to admit, I'm sounding better and better every day as I remember what being a DJ is all about. Yeah. And remember, you, don't, you never say, hi, everybody, because that's stupid. Yeah. What do you say? You say, hi. How you doing? <laughs> it's like you're talking to one person. Hey, yeah. how are you? Thanks for listening. Yeah. No, you don't go, hi, everybody. You don't do that. What's you the, sound like an idiot. What's the secret to being a great disc jockey? If I knew that, I would have been one. Oh. I had a lot of opportunities. <laughs> well, you've had a lot of experience. You, you've seen the great ones. What is the one thing you got to have? Well, you got to engage the audience. You got to make the audience feel like the, the person listening to you, whether he's alone or in the car, like, like you're talking to him. So you got to be or her. sincere. <laughs> or or, or it, what's a she, her? What's a she it? A sure. Shit? What's a person who's both male? What's what's Chaz Bono? Chaz. He, it's a man. He was a woman, an acute little girl, and then he turned into this big, hefty, bearded dude. Yeah, he's a man now. <laughs> you shrug your shoulders like that's nothing? Yeah, I don't really care. That's not nothing. Who cares? Who cares I'm, I'm not saying who cares. I'm just saying that's not nothing. That's what anyone else does. It's not easy to do, you know. You gotta, no, I'm sure it's not easy to do. You've got to build a mountain where there was a valley. So double the work. Ain't no mountain high enough. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, just so you know, baseball's coming back, too. I'm personally not going to go to another live baseball game until it's the Worcester Woo Sox. Oh, when's that Triple happening, Triple A ball yeah. next summer. Next summer, yeah. Playing in Worcester, right, right near where my home base radio station is. I'm going to go. I'm going to take my boys over there. I'm, I'm boycotting Fenway. I'm boycotting the Red Sox. I'm boycotting over... Overpaid, uh, oversalaried, prima donna baseball players because I just don't, li- I can't root for them anymore. Are you going to be a part of the Worcester team? You're going to be associated with? I don't them know. Anyway? I, I'd love to be. I'd love to be because you know that's where that's where you see the really earnestly, you know, the people who desire to be major league baseball players trying their hardest to make it, and they're young guys. They're not rich. You know, they're fun-loving, you know, trying to make it in the big leagues. And they're just a town it's away from better, Boston, yeah. Much better to watch yeah. that than, than the big league spoiled brats who have walk-up songs and make $10 million a year and who don't sign autographs unless you pay them $200 a signature. Take a hike, asshole. <laughs> I'm thinking of you, David Price. There you go. Well, he's gone now. I know, I know. He's, he's just, but he epitomizes what I'm talking about here. And, I, you know, I, love, I have a lot of friends who are ballplayers. You guys know that. But they didn't make that kind of money, and they weren't spoiled by that, that, the impact of making all that money. Do you always, like, hate one player on the team? Is there always one player that you just can't stand? Yeah. Uh, on the Red Sox or on any team? On the Red Sox. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, you know, I don't hate him as much as I hate the, other, the opposition. Wow, you hate David Price more than the opposition. Well, David Price, let's face it, he was an asshole. And, I, and I'm friends with Eck. I love Eck. Once he started crapping on Eck, I was like, done with David Price. You know? Take a hike, David Price. You're an asswipe. I think a lot of people agree with that, just off the top of their heads that he's not, not a good person. And why would he pick on Eck? I know. Eck has done something. Oh, because Eck said something. Well, he didn't, I didn't cover first. Oh. And Eck, Eck brought it up. Well, you know what? That's Eck's job to bring up what people do or don't do right on the field. You See, know? Just Plus, doing, Eck's not out to get people. He's just doing his job. Yeah, he talks about what he sees. Um, he's like Bill Lee in that way. You know, it comes out of his mouth, and it's just, <laughs> you know, he's not trying to be, not trying to be mean. Um, 
What else you got? I got lots of stuff here, but I don't want to bore you guys. I thought you were going to change the world. Yeah, you said you were going to change the world. What is it? Well, the voting ID, the the national ID card, I mentioned it it before. If every American citizen has a card, a photo ID card, that has their picture on it, then you can use that for everything. Getting on airplanes, applying for a driver's license, voting, uh, getting benefits if you need to go get Social Security or unemployment or welfare benefits. Uh, when you you can use it as a passport, it's like this is your American citizenship ID card, and if everybody has one, then this issue of voter fraud would be negligent. What voter fraud? They keep telling me there <laughs> it's no such thing. It's impossible. It wouldn't exist. Welfare <laughs> fraud would not exist. Wow. You know, all that f- people collecting food stamps that don't belong to every single thing in the world where you can that you need an ID for. This is what it's, and it's a universal voter ID card with your, you know, your social encoded in it. So you only get one and you can't be, you can't just go replace it. You know, it's like, this is what people use to identify themselves in this country. What's wrong with that? Everybody has a driver's license, right? Except for those people who don't. And it's optional. What is? Your driver's license. Right. But I mean, right. But in other words, how hard is it to get a, a picture ID of somebody, every American? Compared to giving them all a check for $1,200 because of a COVID-19 epidemic, it's much easier to just identify them, isn't it? So you're saying it can be done. It doesn't matter what country you came here from. If you're going to try to collect benefits or vote illegally or do something, we don't want that here, right? We want that to be the right of a citizen. There are some people who would call you heartless and racist racist for that. Making it better for all the other people. Xenophobic. To be fair, he is like the tin man. He doesn't have a heart. But does... He's waiting. He's on a long list. The Chen Smith forgot to give me a heart. Remember how he talked? Yes, he's from from Boston. He was from, yeah, Dorchester. I'm from Dorchester. No one gets a heart. Jack Haley. Who's the first one? There was a a different Tin Man originally, but he got poisoned. Buddy Ebsen. Is that who it was? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. From, the, from the stuff they put on him? Yeah, he was allergic to it, the silver paint or something like that. And uh, so it became Jack Haley. Who I, to be honest with you, of all the characters, in it, I, I thought he sucked the most. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he? But the cowardly lion. Well, he, Bert Lahr was good, you know. He does. <laughs> if I were king of the forest, he was like. Hey, I'm, how long is it going to take before you someone didn't have says to that, hit me? Did you? So when they, how long will it take before they ban that one? They'll find something wrong with that one. Wizard of Oz? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, probably. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things you can think of. Um, <laughs> Munchkin Land. <laughs> There's one. What's wrong with that? Uh, they, were, they were midgets. Uh, yeah, the lollipop guild. Easy. easy. Short. They were short little midgets. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. That's just a word. Easy. What talker. am I supposed to call them? Well, you do have a First Amendment. What, 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 give me the name, the proper name for midgets. Have they and banned use the uh, Randy Newman song yet? Short people? Oh, that's right. Short people what should, should, be, should be small people. Tom Cruise doesn't mind. No. <laughs> we should get Castiglioke to do a, uh, uh, Castiglione to do a Castiglioke of short people song. I have, oh, by the way, can you look up this song? Or, oh, you know what? i, I got to write it down for now so not to ruin the surprise. All Joe right. Castiglione asked me, he's doing, he's, we're doing Castiglioke. Yeah. Tonight? Yeah. Yeah, and I forgot to add, because, you know, Ben gets here right when the show starts. Yeah, I know. It's so there's no way to prepare. Oh, and I forgot to turn that on, Ben. I'm sorry, man. Usually I have the uh, studio all set up for you, but... Uh... There's a song from 1967 that Joe has asked me to do. I guess that's when Joe was really in his, kind of in his prime. Yeah. 
And we're going to close the show with it. But uh, meanwhile, I got I got other things to talk about here. Uh, so, where's so my so list of shit to give talk me about? All your notes. Yeah, what else do you no, have? I, got, there? I, got, I make notes because I don't want to just come out here and wing it. Look at that. He's got a stack of stuff that he brought with him. Okay, so Alexi Lalas had to do what Drew Brees had to do, which mm. is go on and retract his opinion, oh. his heartfelt opinion. Yeah. Both of them indicated that they that they're not about kneeling when the national anthem is on. Yeah. You know, which which should be a personal preference. Yeah. It, should, it really should be. It should be. The kind of thing you you say, well, I mean, I'm either for or against this kneeling thing. Yep. And if you stand, you shouldn't take any shit for it. And if you kneel, you shouldn't take any shit for it or whatever. You do whatever you want to do and let people judge you for what you did, right? Well, Drew Brees said he would never do the flag, kneeling for the flag, and he came out. And then he, had, he was pressured into apologizing. Yeah, that was terrible. Basically, in essence, kneeling down himself and apologizing to, for, for not being on the right side of whatever. Submission. Alexi Lawless went through the same thing. Now, I met Alexi Lalas in the 90s, great guy, great yep. soccer player in the U.S. team, mm-hmm. and now a great broadcaster. Yep. Uh, and I've talked to him a couple times on Twitter, but he's, he had to do the same thing, the exact same thing Drew Brees had to do. And I, I'm, to me, personally, if I say, okay, I, look, I'm not going to disrespect the flag, I'm going to stand up and I'm not going to kneel, and other people say, well, you know, what are you, you're a jerk-off, you're an asshole. For, I'd say, you know what, that's, what, that's the way I feel. That's it. That's, I mean, that's it. all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. When you have to go back and say, oh, I'm sorry, I said my opinion and I felt that way, then that's kind of wussbag shit. Now, what caused that change? What caused that? You know, there Pressure. was a time when we never would think of doing that. Cancel culture. Yeah, the cancel culture and all this, the, uh, the, the, uh, the popular culture, it's all controlled by people who want to control. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, you, by the way, I think Joe knows all the words. He told me he knows all the words to this song. So you don't even have to find uh, one that has the karaoke version. Okay. You know, uh, <clears throat> this is going to be a big surprise for all of us. He told me that uh, he's really looking forward to it because he's been out of voice. He hasn't been doing any games. That's right. Yeah. So he's got to limber up his vocal cords because Stiglioki does to get back on the air very is soon. Is he drinking a lot of that Bigelow tea with honey? <laughs> you know, I've also heard that the, the Nesson crew is going to do the games remotely. They're I, not, think, I think almost everyone's going to be doing games remotely unless it's a national broadcast. They won't be at the ball game. Now, hold yeah. on. Does, the, does that mean, me being the non-sports entity of this <laughs> podcast, does that mean they're going to be watching a TV? Yes, yeah. at the Nesson headquarters or somewhere, or maybe, maybe even at home. I don't they're know. going to call the game from watching the TV like we would, watching the same game? Or right. Just, yeah. Oh, that's uh, the same video feed? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll be watching the same feed. Uh, that's... That'll be, that'll be something that they'll have under their control, but it's going to be weird for them because they're so used to being in the ballpark setting and being able to look where they want to look and what, see what's what, going what on. What would that sound like? I, you know, I used to do, I used to practice. When I was about 10 or 11, I mm-hmm. wanted to be a broadcaster for the Red Sox. So I would turn down the TV and I would say, okay, top of the fourth inning, here's George Scott. <laughs> here's a boomer. And uh, there's a ground ball to shortstop. Picks it up, throws the first two down. And I'd be, like, practicing for what I knew to be my future job. How about that? <laughs> I know Dale's done it. Yeah. Dale's had to do that before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And there was no way I could practice for sitting in a, room, a studio with Mutt for three or four hours. So, you know, I mean, believe me, <laughs> I would have. Hey, Bill? Yeah. Is it ever going to end? So Ron Jeremy, porn star. <laughs> as, you, as you guys know, I know, I've known a lot of porn stars, not men, yeah, mostly he, women. Is he dead? No, no. he's in jail. He got arrested for four counts of rape. Oh. 
which should be classified more as assault with a deadly weapon, especially in his case, you know. <laughs> you know, with him, you give him an inch, you know, you take the 12 inches extra. Ron Jeremy, <laughs> Ron Jeremy was in so many porn films, he actually performed, how do you say it in Italian? Falatio. On himself, which is, uh, when you think about it, that's... Uh, that's quite a quite a quite a trick uh, for for Ron Jeremy. But you know the fact that he was in porn movies and and was so pudgy and ugly, you know, it's kind of like I figure I could be in porn movies right now. What was his nickname? Didn't he have a weird nickname? No, Ron Jeremy. Ronnie. His real Ronnie. name. Is, his, his real name is like Ron Ron Ronald Jeremy Bryant. But he's in jail now. We don't have to worry about him anymore. That's not that we ever did. No. He did have a nickname. The Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a porn star named Tony the Hook Perez. Yeah, I wonder why they called him the Hook. Oh, Gee. He had a gun that would shoot around the corner. <laughs> um, all right, so you know what? I, just one thing I want to say about it. Cause I, what is it? The, the statue thing has got me bummed out because people don't understand. They talk about the emancipation statue and they want to take it down. And they, it's Abe Lincoln, for God's sake. Please stop. Stop with the taking down of Abe Lincoln. Yeah, the George Washington thing's bad enough. The Thomas Jefferson, well, they owned slaves. That was 1800. They're it was trying. 1776. They didn't know that was that bad a thing then. Does it, Nowadays, uh, they wouldn't have them. Okay, you mentioned presidents and, uh, and such, but yeah. do, do you really care too much about like the, uh, the Confederate generals' no, statues I, being taken no, down? I, I, look, I, my, my ancestors fought for the North, okay? And I, you know, I'm, I'm a Northerner, and I would have been on the side of the, the right side of history all the way in the Civil War. But let's not downplay the 600,000 Americans who died fighting in a war, the only civil war in America. Uh, and let's not downplay Abraham Lincoln, you know, emancipating the slaves in 1863 with the Emancipation Proclamation and losing his life over a civil war that ripped him apart yeah. for the last four years of his life. It was America being torn at the seams. He was the right guy for the right job. And nobody, nobody, I don't care who they are, what their beliefs, what color they are, or what they think they know, you do not tear down statues of Abraham Lincoln or deface the Lincoln Memorial. He was a good guy, yeah. okay? And here's another good guy. You ready? Well, they aren't taught that in school. <sighs> it's so frustrating. And that's what it is. It's the, school. The destruction of the Hans Christian Hegg statue on the Capitol Square in Madison, Wisconsin. Hmm. That was a bad one. Okay, now here's why. And this guy wrote this article, uh, John Sharpless, Wisconsin history professor. He said the destruction of the Hans Christian Hegg statue on the Capitol Square in Madison troubles me deeply. His life serves as a monument to what our country is at its best. He was a Norwegian immigrant who took to heart our most precious ideals, liberty and equality, and worked to make them manifest in his own time and place. He resisted the tyranny of slaveocracy by assisting runaway slaves in their quest for freedom. In doing so, he openly defied the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. He was one of Wisconsin's leading abolitionists, even before he served in the Union Army. For Haig, the Civil War was not simply a war for Union, but a war for emancipation. He survived the Battle of Stones River, one of the deadliest in the war. He was promoted only to die at the Battle of Chickamauga nine months later. He was gut shot, a horribly painful wound that meant certain death. After two agonizing days, he died in 1863 at the age of 33. His ultimate sacrifice in the heat of the battle in a war to end the pernicious and immoral institution of slavery speaks to his righteous courage. No one could have given more for the cause of freedom. 
then he, the professor says, I realize it is, quote, only a statue, that ultimately the dead can suffer no insult. But the protesters who pulled down and dismembered his likeness on Capitol Square were essentially spitting on his grave. Why he deserves such treatment is beyond me and beyond the logic of anything history can teach. Let me repeat myself. School did that to those kids. I'm yeah. so glad you said that, though, because it's both ways, too. Yeah. They're just not learning anything yes. of no, any being, merit right and now. And they're not being but, taught anything except shit. But, but for some people to think some that they can taught how to d- shit. destroy pr- public, private property, uh, who, what makes them think they have the right to do that without knowing why? Well, here's what gets me. I understand uh, a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. What I don't understand is... I don't understand what you just well, said. I, well, I'm, you know, <laughs> well, I didn't want to get into details about all the, the crap that's going on. What I don't understand is um, destroying everything, destroying the past. How do we gauge where we are in the future? Because over time, we, be, we do become enlightened, wouldn't yeah. you think? Yeah. You realize you've made mistakes in the past. But how do we judge people from the past and their mistakes by today's values? It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's unbelievable. And it's, what's more frightening is now, and I think I should may, wait till next podcast to talk about this, Bill de, Bill de Blasio, oh. the progressive asswipe of a mayor of New York City, mm. wants to take $1 billion out of a $6 billion police budget in New York City. At this time when, if you watch the news at all, they need police in New York City now more than ever. Yep. I mean, people down there are acting like complete assholes. Yep. And no, they're going to take, you know what they're going to put the money? They're going to take a billion dollars away from the police budget. You know what they're going to put it? Youth programs. Now, without even being specific about what youth programs, they're saying we're going to put it to youth programs. So this is tax money. Oh. So what they should have done, I think the easiest, clearest answer should have uh, this case be, how about you take that billion, you still allocate it towards the police, but you ensure that that billion is for training. Yeah. Isn't that the most obvious, easiest, well, correct answer? You, you know what this, I already, have no problem with youth programs getting more money, but they've already said... 1,163 police academy attendees will not be able to go this year because that budget cut. So they're going to have that many fewer candidates to be policemen Mm -hmm. in a town where no city where nobody wants to be a policeman there right now because they're getting shit on. They're getting stuff thrown at them. They're getting fired at with guns. It's a crazy zoo. So they're going to have a really, really hard time because de Blasio is an idiot. I'm going to say that. I don't really I don't want to talk about politics. It makes me crazy. It gives me the agita. You got the agita. That's why you want to move to Montana. I'm gonna, exactly. Yeah. So I can calm the fuck down. You know, you'd be sitting on a rock out there in the <laughs> middle of nowhere with the gentle waterfall coming down. You'd be sitting cross-legged doing the ohm thing while you're yeah, staring I'm at the sky. I'm not sure if I'd sit on the rock. Yeah. I might sit on the grass. The grass, yeah. because yeah, it's softer on Let's the... Let's be honest. You'll be smoking the grass. Softer on the butt cheeks. <laughs> hey, what do you say we get uh, Castiglioki in here to warm up his voice for the oncoming baseball season? Is Joe up in the uh, up in the booth, do you think? Joe. Joe's, Joe's right here. I'm, hold on. <laughs> Wrong booth, Bill. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> that was the club booth. Where's the toilet paper? Hold on. Oh, there he is. Wait, why is there a That's crowd? That's a song from 1967 Wait. I'd like to do. Are these protesters? No, this is on TV. This is not a real crowd. It's a virtual crowd. I'd like to do that song from 1967 so I can get home and eat. It's from a, a, a band called Every Mother's Son. Canadian band. And I do have a boat, so I'd like to invite everybody down to my boat. She sits on the dock, a fishing in the water, uh-huh. 
I don't know her name. She's the fisherman's daughter. Uh-huh. Come on down to my boat, baby. Come on down where we can play. Come on down to my boat, baby. Come on down, we'll sail away. I did that guitar lick right there. Good one, Joe. She smiles so pretty and she wants to come with me, uh uh-huh. But she's tied to the dock and she can't get free. Come on down to my boat, baby. Come on down, we'll go to Shaw's. Come on down to my boat, baby. Come on down, you can grab my paw. Sleep all night. Papa never lets her out of his sight. Soon I'm gonna have to get my knife and cut that rope. Cut that rope so we can go fishing in my little red boat. Make you happy with my little red boat or my little red dinghy, whichever you prefer. By the way, this week at Shaw's, little red dinghy's only $2.99 a pound. <laughs> 